on today's episode. <laughs> Shit, I am so bad at this. <laughs> on today's episode of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling, we are down one yet again, but we still hope to have a great show for you. We're uh, we're talking retro beer ratings for the final in your house, at least for 22 years or so. It's uh, St. Valen's Day Massacre. We have our wrestling recap for the week, and we have any amount of news that we can scrape up, because honestly, it's been a pretty uneventful week. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod. Chad, you ready to go? Let me grab a beer. Hold on. Yep. Let's go. Welcome into episode 52 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I'm Joe. I'm joined by Chad. Unfortunately Dylan, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Dylan couldn't be here with us this week because he's got some family obligations. And honestly, I don't know when the next time we're going to see him is. He's got a, he's got a really busy couple weeks. Hopefully, ho- hopefully it's, this, it's isolated to this week and we'll have him back next. But I don't know. No promises no. here. Yeah, it might have to uh, put up with my terrible, terrible hosting for uh, for a couple weeks here. I don't know. Maybe we'll throw a chat a bone. Let him do it one week. Yeah, if it lasts three weeks, I'll give it a shot. One, but it's it's you, the other two. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so I guess we'll uh, we'll get started with the the little bit of news that we have, if you could even call it that. So the first one is they uh, they announced a big arena show in the UK. Which is the I think the first like really big UK event in decades. What did they say it was Cardiff, Wales that's hosting? Yeah, it's it's I don't I don't have it up right now, but it's it's some big arena there. And uh, sure, it's a soccer stadium or something. Yeah, I saw that uh, that Drew McIntyre tweeted out that when he won the WWE Championship a couple of years ago, his goal and I don't know if he actually helped at all or if it's the money and it's Vince. Uh, but he said his goal was to help bring a a big show to to the UK, and he's happy that that WWE has gotten there. Yeah, it's probably so. pretty big for uh, the for the, the big European and UK brand people. I mean, some of the NXT UK guys that have come over, I'm sure, are gonna be very stoked for a big UK yeah, I mean, show. I mean, whether they're heel or face, you got to have like every UK star on that on that show, right? 100%. You're gonna have Becky. You're gonna have Finn, Drew McIntyre, uh, Sheamus, Kaylee Ray. Do drop. Maybe not. Yeah. drop. I hope they get pretty yeah. deadly over there. Yeah. Here's what I'm thinking is that they're going to have some kind of uh, NXT UK pay per view or premium live event that weekend. 
as, as well. But we'll see. I don't know. The time difference is going to make this come out in a weird time. Yeah, what are they likely. like five, four, five hours ahead or something? Yeah, it's something like that. So, I mean, they go a normal time there. It'll be late afternoon for us. That won't be too no, bad. No, it's, it's the other way around. If they started at like eight o'clock at night, it'll be like one in the morning. I'm pretty sure. No, they're ahead of us. Really? Yeah. Because if you go west in the United States, you go back in time. So you go forward yeah. in time if you go across the ocean. So eight o'clock there is like 3 p.m. here. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes It's the same You're... thing when they do Saudi shows there. It's like noon here, but it's like 8 p.m. there. You're so smart. I, it's just basic time zones, <laughs> but yeah. I was trying to compare it to living five hours in a different time zone in my past. And I was like, yeah, I, I was five hours behind. So uh, you were in Hawaii. I guess, I guess if the other way, you're five <laughs> hours ahead. But I was left and the east and west, zone, left and right. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> those, are, those are words that people use sometimes. <laughs> east, west. We say left or right because I'm visualizing a map in my head right now. Yeah, I guess I was east and I was comparing to west, which is actually the eastern time zone. And I'm rambling now, but now I'm east <laughs> or now I'm west on the eastern time zone. I don't know. I have no fucking idea where I was going with this. Dylan can just call this the the uh, the time zone episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's for you, Dill. Joe doesn't understand time zones or directions. <laughs> or that you're supposed to call it east and west and not left and right. That's what I meant by directions, Chad. <laughs> All right. Uh, other than that, uh, got some got some rumors this week. And w- the weirdest thing. So before I say this, I thought about this earlier this week. And then I came home and I read an article about about this online. So I just want to say this is my original thought that was amplified by like Sean Ross Sapp ruining more things. Oh, he's the uh, worst. He really is. And those things are apparently there are internal plans right now. To have Cody win Money in the Bank on July 2nd, and they're going to have a big show on July 4th, not to be confused with the big show, Paul Paul White. Uh, they're going to have later. a big show on July... Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, they're going to have a big show on July 4th, and the plan is to have Cody cash in there. Now, with a leak like that happening, they might change it, but I, I think it's gonna just going to be looked at as speculation, because... Honestly, that's probably just speculation that people are saying is fact. I think I agree with the internet on one aspect of this Cody Rhodes thing that makes this seem very plausible is that he is so over with the WWE universe right now that I think it would be easy if they wanted to move up how quickly they put the title on him. Yeah, and and that's why it was in my brain that he was going to win Money in the Bank. And then I saw on the internet that there this was a leaked leaked internal plans so it was like i was already going to bring it up on this episode and then i had to move it into the news section instead of the what if section you know so i could see it happening i i hate how we're like the wwe seems to be falling into this this rut though where if they don't trust somebody to be a big time guy they'll just give them a win using money in the bank instead of promoting new stars with money in the bank why not just give cody a clean win and promote I don't know, one of your NXT call-ups or promote someone mid-card. I don't fucking give an Austin Theory. Someone like that, someone mid-card. 
the money in the bank like they used to do. You know, that's how we made generational stars. Dolph Ziggler yeah. was made by the money in the bank. Yeah, I agree with you, but I also think it's if you look back at at Cody Rhodes' past in WWE, I think that this could be potentially good storytelling to his past his past bout in Money in the Bank all those years ago. No matter what happens, <clears throat> at some point I really want Cody Rhodes versus Drew McIntyre, and I want the belt to be involved. Yo, you use a belt to hold up your pants. It's called a title. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm purposely <laughs> doing that. That was my favorite part of Raw. <laughs> We'll talk about that again, but yeah, I yeah. I really want Drew versus Cody at some point because they were tag team champions together when they were both prodigies. Um, and I can't, I really need that to happen at some point. Yeah. Um, Last yeah, piece of I, news. I, well, I there was one other thing I wanted to say, and it was uh, it it was just sorry, it, it wasn't that important. It was just that like going back on the. Cody Rhodes in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Think about the last ma- ladder match you saw with Cody Rhodes and how good that was. And then tell me you don't want to see him. In oh, Money in the, Bank. the five star quality Sammy Guevara versus Cody Rhodes match. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, throw some fucking bona fide fucking stars in that match. And holy shit, Money in the Bank might be really fucking good this year. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a stadium show in Las Vegas, so yeah, I think it's at Allegiant this year. Yep. So yeah, that it, it has all the potential to be good again. Because honestly, Money in the Bank used to be my favorite pay per view in the past couple of years. It hasn't really held up as much. I, actually, this past year was pretty good, right? Yeah, the 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 men's was good last year. The the women's wasn't overly great last year, but the men's was good. Yeah, Biggie won. Yeah, that was actually really good. I, I take that back. Yeah, that was um, a good match. Speaking of good matches, the last part, last little thing I wanted to talk about is not necessarily news, but it's uh it's hype. We've already kind of talked about our hopes to see Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania next year, and uh, there were two shows this week that kind of added a little fuel to the fire. The first was Young Rock, and it's the first time we see a young uh, a young Joe and Anoy or whatever, however you say the name. Honestly, I don't know. Young Roman Reigns in uh in the show and uh he goes up to the rock he's like do he wrestle me and uh he says i wrote it down because it was so good he says the world's not ready for that yet a match that big can only happen at wrestlemania uh and then in wwe evil there was a clip of a guy saying that the rock was the gro- the greatest samoan wrestler of all time and then and that the only thing he, he the only thing that could really put him on that Samoa, no, not Samoa Joe Roman oh. reigns on top is, uh, yeah, we got a lot on Samoa Joe this week. Yeah. But the only thing that could put, really put Roman reigns on top is beating him at WrestleMania. And then they showed clips of the two of them talking about each other, uh, facing each other at WrestleMania. So fuel to the fire and let's go. If we're building it a year out on shows that are not even wrestling shows, let's go. I mean, we talked about it about a month ago on the pod that I think that they just had to set a specific time and place to be able to fit into Rock's schedule with everything he had going. So I think they knew going into this year that they wanted to do Rock versus Roman at in L.A. at WrestleMania 39. Yeah, that was literally last week. That was not a month ago. <laughs> okay, well, that time. And uh, I think this is just proving the fact that we're going to – we're going to see him at some point before the end of the summer. 
and we're going to start building for 39 and it's going to, that's going to be huge. Yeah. All right. Well, shall we get into uh, our retro beer ratings? Oh, I'm excited. This was not, this was the best one we've watched in a while. The beginning of it was so bad, but hold on. I agree with like the first three or three matches are bad, but like the triple H match is good. The rock match was good. The finish is cool. I didn't think the D'Lo versus Jeff and Owen match was bad. Yeah. I don't know. It was just, I get, I didn't love the, the D'Lo and I don't know. Maybe I'm just still not liking Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown just yet. I like Mark sexual Henry eventually. Man chocolate. Se- sexual chocolate. Yeah. All right. Getting into it. Uh, first match of the night was Goldust versus the big, or sorry, the blue meanie, also known as blue dust in this match. He wore pajamas that were spray painted blue that uh, constantly got wedged up his ass. Yeah, this this match didn't even make me laugh. It was there for comedy, and I was like, just not having it, dude. All three and a half minutes of this match to open the show. (laughs) It was was so, so cringy. Are you are you ever a blue meanie fan or were you ever a blue meanie fan? Um, I've never been a fan of any of the NW or the blue world order stuff kind of ever. I've never really found any of that overly comedic. But then again, I kind of we, we kind of miss the NWO era, you know, so yeah. it's probably funnier looking back on it. If you had watched the NWO and you could see the comedy in BWO, but blue meanie as a person is just not a funny thing. Yeah. Oh, we skipped. Uh, we skipped intro. We skipped uh, signs. Oh shit! See, this is why we need Dylan. Well, Dylan let's fin- we're, we're all confused. Yeah. So, so we'll just finish this. Uh, it was not a match. It was barely a match. Goldust won, and it got a half a beer, and that's that's being generous. Yeah, it was somewhere between a quarter and a half. <laughs> The only thing I have written on on my uh, for a note for this is so bad, and I underlined it to emphasize. The only note uh, I but, took was blue dust is actually blue meanie. <laughs> yeah, so uh, now we're gonna rewind a little bit and pretend that we uh, that we did not skip over signs, uh, and we'll we'll start. And uh, first off, I'm gonna I'll start by just saying the sign that I saw the most of, most by volume. Is uh, were signs that that were calling for Jerry Lawler for mayor, and I looked into this. He actually did run for la- mayor and came in third, th- third for uh in the running, but only got ten percent of the votes. I did uh, realize it was his hometown after I started seeing all those signs at the very beginning. There was uh, Lawler for mayor, Lawler for president, Lawler is God. They love Jerry Lawler here. What was this in Memphis or Nashville? It was in Memphis. Yeah. Hometown. Yeah. Can you imagine Jerry Lawler as a politician? Absolutely not. But it's not the only sexist person we've had in the world be a politician recently. So not an overly shocking thing. It, it would probably work out just as well as Donald Trump did. Uh, the, the the comments he's made that we have found already. Oh, my land. To, I mean, we could, we could kill this guy's campaign with just the 52 weeks of retro pay-per-views and commentary we've done on jerry the king lawler yeah not even 52 weeks of uh of pay-per-views it's uh because we've had we've had our own stuff to watch like modern wrestling yeah well we probably watched like what 15 retro pay-per-views by now 
15, 20? Yeah, probably more than that. On the first half of the year that you weren't there for, we watched a lot of retro beer readings. We used to do three segments every week. Yeah. Like, even if even if there was a pay-per-view, we would still do a retro pay-per-view. That's so much. I'm glad we don't do that. I'm really glad we don't do that, too. <laughs> All right. What else you got for signs other than Jerry Lawler stuff? Uh, let's see. I got China is my father. Well, oh, you haven't got that one. By you. Uh, will wrestle for beer. Damn, that was a good one. I had that too. And my other favorite one associated with that was been drunk since 316. Damn, I really didn't think you would see that one. Uh, yeah, I had that one as well. I, I really liked that one because that was the first time I'd seen the 316 used in that way, like as a time. Yeah. Um, no, that's all the signs I have. I have two more that I think are pretty good. I have a bunch, but I'll keep it the good ones. Uh, I want PMS because your favorite tag team, you know, was called out. <laughs> yeah. I know you love the concept of PMS. And then yep. uh, the World Whoopass Federation was a good sign. It was, that was that's very prevalent during the Austin awesome match. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's move back into the actual matches. Second match we had was Al Snow versus Hardcore, Hardcore Holly, or Bob Holly at this point. And honestly, it for an early match in a 1999 pay-per-view, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't good. This is one of those cringy hardcore matches from the 90s. This is like the definition of uh, the Hardcore Championship. Basically, they uh, immediately took the fight outside the, the arena and started fighting on the banks of the the river that runs through yeah. Memphis was it the Mississippi? Yeah, they said the Mississippi River. Yeah, they they were throwing each other in water and hitting each other with sticks, and it was the camera work was awful. Yeah, <laughs> and you just feel for those people that are in the arena at the time that don't get to watch any wrestling at this point, like live wrestling, because they're all watching it on screen, which they could have done at home. Yeah, we've talked about it before. That is such trash to do these matches where like the people in the crowd just don't even get to watch. They get to watch it just like everyone else gets to watch it because you're showing it on the arena Titantron. Yeah, so the not a lot of things that you haven't already talked about. Uh, they wrestled outside. They hit each other with with litter, and that's uh that's the only actual note that I took from this match was that there was a a lot of littering in in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, the behind this terrible. arena was just all sorts of trash. Yeah, that's terrible, guys. Hopefully they've they've cleaned themselves up since then. Cause that that is Memphis, that's a disgrace. Yeah, there was like broken signs and broken barriers and all sorts of craziness. I mean, yeah, this these are the same trash people that are calling for Jerry Lawler to be mayor. So <laughs> it was a different time back then, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, so yeah. Hardcore Holly ended up winning this match. New Hardcore champion. And, yeah. Maybe this is when he gets the name Hardcore. Oh, yeah, it's got to come Bob. up soon. Overall, this yeah. was uh, um, three and a half beers. Yeah, three and a half beers. A lot of just used to the environment, I guess. <laughs> Stone walls in the back. <laughs> just anything. Anything they could throw each other on. You or were like, in very long, very long for a, a hardcore champion. Yeah, yeah it did well, go yeah, on for a really so. long time. 
did you count them throwing each other in the water as as used to the environment i did <laughs> i don't think i did which might be why you got more on more than me originally on this it's fine i i counted it because it it's literally the environment <laughs> it's like the most yeah. literal <laughs> use of the word environment we've ever used <laughs> that's fair <laughs> Uh, this match only went on for nine minutes and fifty-eight seconds. No, it, no way. That's what it says. It felt like it was like fifteen minutes of throwing each other into trees and rivers yeah. and trash. That is what it felt like. It do be like that. God, um, yeah, but ten minutes or three and a half beers. Uh, the next match was uh. The big boss man versus, guess one of the the acolytes. Is that what they're calling him? Uh, the ministry. Or the acolytes. The, the acolytes are yeah, part so of the ministry, ministry of darkness. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the the ministry, uh, which is Undertaker's faction, which is pretty huge at this point. I I have it as a note written somewhere. Uh, who the members of the of the ministry are? Yeah, that's a lot. Um, but right from the top of my head, it was the acolytes. Uh, Viscera, I guess this guy, uh, Midian, and then it was the Brood, all three of them, all three of the Brood, yeah, plus the Undertaker and Paul Bearer makes it like what 10? Oh, there it is, yeah, yeah, Ministry is Brood APA, which I called APA, but now I know that they're the Acolytes, uh, Viscera, Undertaker, yeah, and Paul Bearer, that's like a 10 man faction. That's like the like uh Dark Order big. Yeah. You know, uh so I got into this match and Midian looked really familiar. Do you know where we've seen Midian before? No. You know who who Midian's alternate personality used to be before he was Midian? Elias. <laughs> no, that's Ezekiel. Um Phineas J. Godwin. He's one of the Godwin brothers. Yo, hold on, because we've talked about the Godwins showing up as different personalities before. Yeah, uh, they were was, the tag team that with that was with Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, and now he's Midian. This guy changed huh. his has changed his personality three times since we started watching these retro pay per views. And the Godwins are former champs, man. Like, and so soon after they they just changed them entirely. It, not to mention, he was terrible in this match. I've realized yeah. immediately how why I've never seen a Midian match before. Yeah. <laughs> Southern Justice, that was their name. Yeah. We saw them like one pay-per-view and then it was over. Huh. Midian. That's yeah. crazy. He looked familiar. I looked him up and I was like, whoa, that's Phineas J. Godwin. Crazy. <laughs> they uh I I guess they were just really uh really just jobbers that got it got it title run one time and it's crazy because when i think of them i think of them as the godwins but then later like they're just totally different just background characters i guess yep <laughs> this match had a, a boring chant from the crowd yeah multiple times they were they were right i wrote that down too yeah this was this was bad <laughs> Dude, big did boss you... I... oh sorry I, I i'd like to see if i like if I watched the weekly wrestling at this point, if I would actually enjoy the 
big moss big boss man character but anytime i see him in the ring i I don't really enjoy it he was throwing punches that looked incredibly real in this match and i thought for sure he was actually hitting the shit out of midi in here because they fit in fit in fit in god uh that you could like hear them and i was like that doesn't i should not be able to hear that but i could and that was like instantly like i'm pretty sure he's actually hitting the shit out of this guy damn it's yeah. probably the only entertaining thing in the whole match except for the 0.75 beers we got to drink yeah and uh, was, big boss man ends up winning this match it was not entertaining enough to waste uh three quarters of a beer on no not really wasting as long as you keep it down though right you're still getting drunk <laughs> good point good point <laughs> yeah and then after the match uh the rest of the ministry came out which we we now know is freaking huge and uh beat down the big boss man a good amount um did we say 0. 0.75 <laughs> yeah we did and big boss man won cool I uh, spilled beer all over my last couch or, or over on my couch during uh during that last little match because uh, Walter was being a dick. Walter's here. And uh, he was asking to get off the couch so we can drink water. He could also jump off the couch by himself. Uh, <laughs> I know that because I leave him on the couch when I go to work. And when I come home, he's not on the couch. He's, he's still can't like when I'm here, he still asks for assistant. And, he's, and I accidentally spilled beer on my couch. Pretty pissed off. Hopefully that doesn't stay. Yeah. Stupid dog. Uh, one time when I was living with Dewey, we uh, Dewey bought a white couch for some reason. That's dumb. And yeah, he's we all, we made fun of him. All right. And it, it looked it looked terrible. It got really dirty really quickly. So he got it. He got it cleaned. He had a, a guy come in and clean the couch. And later that that day or maybe it was that weekend uh dylan came over and we went out we went drinking and he passed out on the couch with a beer open in his hand and spilled beer <laughs> all over this white couch that had just been clean <laughs> good good job dill that's funny <laughs> all right cool getting back into uh the pay-per-view or yeah into the actual podcasting all right so next match we got mark henry who's uh, now in full-blown sexual chocolate mode. And he's with his buddy D'Lo Brown. And they went up against Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett, who I guess were the tag team champions now. But don't, don't forget their, their managers were also here. We had Ivory hanging out with D'Lo and Mark Henry and the um, not-so-attractive Deborah McMichael still hanging out with Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, I guess, I guess Ivory debuted probably pretty recently. Yeah. on like the raws before this because they talked about how she had been there but that she was also new yeah you Good don't news. think deborah's that, that attractive no i think deborah's not attractive at all hmm. okay she's got a really big forehead hmm. check it out next time all right i will all right time so, is later uh, in the night though we can talk about that later if you want yeah i mean <laughs> you're, you're just gonna talk about her ass constantly that's all you ever do with china yeah, so uh, quotes from this match. I got a Jerry Lawler and Michael Cole conversation, and Michael Cole is he's he's still the exact same commentator. I'm realizing that is that he's just like 
trying to be super professional and the people around him aren't. <laughs> but uh, he says, D'Lo, Jerry Lawler says, D'Lo brought Mark Henry or Ivory. Why don't you ever bring me something like that? And Michael Cole says, maybe one day I will. Why don't you bring, uh, uh, <laughs> he like freezes up. He's like, why don't you bring me? Uh-uh. <laughs> Doesn't know how to finish his own sentence. So again, I've said this many times, but shut up, Michael. I don't know how, where this quote came in, but I also have a quote. Um, I don't know what the con the context was, um, but they grow them up ugly in Canada was a conversation that happened at some point, and I had to write yeah. that down. Yeah, I got that as well. They, they grow them up ugly up there in Canada. <laughs> yeah, it was also Jerry Lawler. Uh, yeah, I think he was I making assumed. fun of Owen. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this match went on for a long time, good amount of tags, and it was the first, I'd, I'd say, match that was starting to pick up for this pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously you have Owen Hart, who's uh, who's still not the Blue Meanie, or not the Blue Meanie, uh, Blue... Blazer. What the fuck? Blue Blazer. Jesus. Yeah, still not the Blue Blazer yet. We, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if that storyline's still going on, if they have figured out who the blue blazer is yet well it's gas will be going well, on because i he hasn't, I, I know that he's that they haven't figured out who it is yet but i don't know if they're actively doing the blue blazer storyline because i haven't heard it in a couple pay-per-views yeah is what i meant to say i obviously know how how this uh that that storyline ends yeah it's unfortunate that's not too far away i know it's uh i don't remember what pay-per-view it was at i don't remember either but it's in 99 so we're like SummerSlam. No, it was one of the smaller pay-per-views on either side of SummerSlam. Okay. Bad Blood, I think. Yeah, maybe. We're not that far away. There Was there a weird clothes gimmick going on in this match? Like someone had to take their clothes off if they lost or something? No, I, I don't think know so. That was like a weird clothes thing. I, I think they just like Ivory just ripped oh. Deborah's clothes off of her. Yeah, she said, if you get involved, I'm going to rip all your clothes off. It was like the yeah. weirdest thing. He's like, Deborah, if you get involved, I'm going to rip all your clothes off, said Ivory. And I was like, why would you not just like punch her or something? Yeah. You got to rip her clothes off. Why are you sexually assaulting her? <laughs> why not just assault her? You know, like leave the sexual could, out. Yeah. You could literally be arrested for that. I mean, unless you're Will Smith. No, not the assault. I'm talking about like the <laughs> ripping somebody else's clothes off in public. <laughs> It's harassment. Fact. I mean, that's assault. Yeah. So, uh, Ivory, I know you're a Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, and all, but you should be better. Yeah, you should turn yourself in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There was a a weird conclusion to this match where I'm really not sure who was tagged in or who wasn't tagged in, but all four of them were in the match, getting pinfalls on each other, and eventually. Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart retained. Yeah, that it was it was a jumble, and then eventually they retained. That's that's all I have on that too. It was, it was a beer and a half of jumbled. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess that that's all there is to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. When did Owen and Jeff Jarrett even become the champs? Who who were the champs at, at the? Battle or the Royal Rumble this year. That was oh, the last paper. Before that, there was it was Ken Shamrock and Big Boss Man. Oh yeah. Had it last time we saw them. 
because Kevin yeah. Ken Shamrock was a double champion last pay per view. He was the Intercontinental champ last time, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Ken Shamrock, uh, the next match was Ken Shamrock defending his Intercontinental title against Val Venus with a uh, badass, the ass man himself, Billy Gunn, um, as a special guest referee for literally no reason. They didn't really explain it. Um, nope. <laughs> they just said Road Dog was hurt and injured and had to relinquish his hardcore title, so he couldn't be there. Uh, so now Billy Gunn just became a special guest referee because his tag team partner's hurt. Yeah. Spoilers on the end of this match, which I guess that's what we do through all of these matches is do spoilers <laughs> on them. It seems like Billy Gunn and Ken Shamrock really don't like each other, and uh, that might end with them them fighting at some point. Maybe a mania. Um, maybe. I don't know. It's coming up. We'll see, I guess. Is I that guess the next we'll... pay-per-view? Yeah. Mania is the next pay-per-view. Hell yeah. You don't have to look it up. I already looked it up so I could write it in my notes. Is that next um, week? Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm yeah, we excited. Got, we get to watch Mania 15 this week. Dylan, if you're out there, Mania 15 this week. <laughs> With Dylan listening, now we have four this week. It's pretty awesome. It's a big step up. All right. Uh, yeah, so this match is kind of fuckety the entire time. Uh, Billy Gunn is not a very impartial referee. It seemed like he was going after Val Venus in the earlier parts of the matches, and then by the end, he was mad at Ken Shamrock and uh, kind of fucks over Ken Shamrock, does a couple slow counts, and eventually that leads to Val Venus winning. Background story for this whole match, the reason that this match was even a thing is uh, Val Venus in his, in his journey of, uh, I guess, being uh, promiscuous, Starts uh, starts hitting on Ryan Shamrock, who is Ken Shamrock's hot sister, uh, and Valvin or Ken Shamrock really doesn't like that that Valvinus would hit on Ryan like that. It was it took me like a really long time to figure out what her name was because Jerry Looking Lawler was saying it super weird and super fast, and I was like, "What the fuck is he saying?" And then like halfway through the match, it's like, "Oh, Ryan, one of those females named Ryan." Got it. Yeah, one of the the girls with the boy names. It was a super awkward video package before this where you just watched a bunch of super slutty uh, softcore porn scenes between her and uh, Val Venus. That's what Val Venus is all about, is <laughs> softcore porn on, on live television. It's all literally all it is. It's so bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as I already said, Val Venus wins this match and wins the title, right? Yeah, he wins the title uh, thanks to... Some Billy Gunn some interference, and uh, yeah, yeah, some bad refereeing by Billy Gunn. And then Billy Gunn proceeds to attack Valvinus after the match as well. That's what I was saying. Is like he was he was attacking Valvinus earlier in the match, and then screws over Ken Shamrock, and then goes back to hating on Valvinus. It's really yeah. fucking weird. It's uh, I don't it's know poor, where his allegiances lie, lie, lie. It's kind of just poor writing, in all honesty. Yeah, it's like they had nothing to do with Billy Gunn, but he was still super over with the crowd. So they yeah. made him a special guest referee. And that way they could also find a way to take the title off Ken Shamrock without Ken Shamrock looking weak. I mean, it makes some sense, I guess. But yeah, Val Venus, new title, Intercontinental Championship for Val Venus. Yeah, and this 
but Matt's got two beers. Two beers. Those beers. Two beers. Uh, NXT 2.0 beers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of NXT 2.0, the next match had Triple H in it. it Triple H and X-Pac versus Kane and China. So I guess uh, China is corporate now and Kane is corporate because Shane McMahon is blackmailing him that if he's not uh, if he's not part of the corporation that he'll send him to an insane asylum. Yes, yeah, sometime so yeah, between had... the last pay-per-view and this one, Degeneration X started kind of breaking up here. China turns on uh, Triple H and X-Pac and now she's all corporate. It's yep. unfortunate. Yeah. Um, Dude, I got a so, I got a super negative on this match. What's up? The commentary by Shane McMahon was the worst commentary of all time. He was just yelling things in the microphone excessively the whole time. He sounded just like his dad too, and it's weirded me out. Yeah, it was it was really bad refing, or sorry, really bad commentary and really bad refereeing. It was like. Honestly, Kane and China were trying to be pretty good about tagging in and out, tagging in and out, and X-Pac and Triple H were just always in the ring. It didn't matter if they tagged, and the referee said fucking nothing about it. Didn't give any warnings. Jerry the King Lawler said a lot about it. He kept saying he make he kept making comments about it. Yeah, he did. Because I guess uh, DX is the remaining members of DX are uh, face here. Yeah. Across all of the things, because uh, <laughs> Billy Gunn was super over, the crowd loved him, and then the uh, X-Pac and Triple H here were super over with the crowd, so keeping them all yeah. face and then turning China over to the dark side. And uh, never let Shane McMahon do commentary ever again. Yeah. Or, I don't know, anything? Or be involved in WWE, like, at all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, unless guy. it's uh, unless it's the 2016 uh, Survivor Series. I mean, there are things that are good that he has done. I cannot. He went off the top of a Hell in a Cell of Mania, but like, yeah, and the Hell in a Cell, yeah, the Hell in a Cell with Kevin Owens too. That was a the, the, that was brutal. The false the Count Anywhere next. match against the Miz at Mania. Yeah, I mean, even the AJ Styles versus Shane at yeah. Mania 33. Yeah, you're right. There are good, good Shane O'Mac matches, but all in all, not a good person. I don't think. Yeah, I think we proved that at uh, what was it? Capital Carnage. Yeah. <laughs> you're <laughs> welcome for pay-per-view. making us watch. that. By the <laughs> yeah, way. Your, your favorite pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, so Kane and China win and get two and a quarter beers uh, when they beat Triple H and X-Pac. There was uh, some wonky shit here where they got out of the ring and X-Pac got uh Kind of thrown into the back by Kane. Kane comes back down, choke slams Triple H, puts China on top. Uh, the referee, who was previously knocked the fuck out, gets up just as China gets on top of Triple H and the corporate tag team of Kane and China get the win over DX. Yep. Two and a quarter beers. Two and a quarter beers. Good match. I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, it was it was good. It wasn't yeah, the best was, match it, on the card, but it was I thought it was very good. Yeah, I think the best match on the card is probably the next match. Yes. Which was uh Rock versus Mankind. And uh 
Here's the thing. I'm getting really confused, man. <laughs> I uh, I think I know what the what the WWF Championship match is at WrestleMania 15. I'm like 90% on it. What do you think it is? I think it's Rock and Stone Cold. You're right. That is what it is. And like Rock wins the title back from Mankind, and then Mankind wins it back from him. And then I get to this pay-per-view. I was like, all right, Rock's going to win. And... And then it goes to no contest. So I guess there's going to be one more match where Rock finally wins the title back. It's, and it's, uh, it's that weird like 90s thing that WWE was doing here where they were using the pay-per-views to promote stuff that they were going to do on Raw. Yeah, which which is my, my brain isn't wired for that. Yeah. Beca- because of the way like the pay-per-view is the big deal now. Raw is used to build wrestlemania et yeah I mean, cetera, et cetera. this did help them win the the monday night war was building raw to be this huge thing every week you were seeing tight title changes for fuck's sake i mean yeah rock and mankind traded back and forth on raw here for like two months yeah exactly so so yeah even though even though i, I like it's it, it's backwards because i know where we're gonna get but every time we get there i'm like am i right is is this that is this that famous rock and rock and stone cold match <laughs> well one of them anyway one of them yeah yeah they were great together yeah i'm pretty excited to watch that this was really good though and there's two back-to-back spots that i thought were just disgusting disgusting they were both on the table and uh rock flipped uh mankind over his back and mankind misses the table and his head hits the table and his legs hit like the the timekeeper's table. And it was disgusting. Michael yeah. Cole looked like he was traumatized watching it. <laughs> yeah. There was a this match got a little silly at, at some points. Uh like Rock was down on the ground, uh, like on the in the middle of the ring, and he couldn't get up. It was uh it, I don't know if we said it, but this is a, a false count anywhere match. It was last man standing. Uh, last man standing. Yeah, sorry brain dead uh yeah so it was a last man standing match so so rock is on the ground mankind is up and standing and he starts uh he starts going for the people's elbow he he bounces across the uh, on the ring rope runs across bounces on the other ring rope and then he's going down for the people's elbow and michael call says he's going in for the mr elbow and uh (laughs) then rock gets out of the way and he stands up and jerry lawler looks at cole and he's like did you just call it the Mr. Elbow? <laughs> like Jerry Lawler was even upset he had to do with Michael Cole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Damn it, Michael Cole. <laughs> still going strong. And it, it's crazy like how different Michael Cole's career in WWE, WWF could have been if Jerry Lawler, or sorry, Jer- uh, uh, JR JR hadn't had that stroke at Capital Carnage. Yeah. Like he, he was a shitty backstage interviewer and then uh JR has the has a stroke and they're like, "All right, who do we got?" And Michael Cole was the guy and now he's still the guy. Just imagine like today if someone had that happen to them, they would throw Kevin Patrick in there. Oh my god. <laughs> that was like a couple years ago on Raw where where they just ran out of all their commentary team cuz I think Jerry Lawler was at the end of one of his little little things and they put like Dio Madden who oh, ended up yeah. being 
and Samoa like Joe. Dio Madden, Samoa Joe, and uh, I think Renee. <laughs> it was just oh, so was, random. Oh, you're talking about Mace right now. Got it. I was like, Dio uh, yeah. Madden. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I couldn't remember if he was Mace or uh, Mortar or Pestle or whatever. <laughs> or T-Bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was his other names? What was fucking... Uh, what was Slapjack? Was one Slapjack. of their names? <laughs> And uh, that was Shane Thorne's name, Slapjack. Yeah, and I can't remember Mia Yim's name. Yeah, I can't remember either. It was bad though. Retribution was literally awful. Mercedes Martinez, I can't remember her name either. Oh, I forgot she was. She, yeah, she was the first one to leave it, but Jesus, awful. Retribution sucked. Didn't suck though. Was the man, was mankind versus the rock. This match was good. This oh, match was great. It was the fun other, to watch. The other spot I wanted to talk about was where he took the steel steps and just drops them from the ring on top of Mick Foley. Yeah. It was gross. Yeah. Like the point of the stairs landed in the thigh of Mick Foley. I was like, oh my God. The the rock here, after the last pay-per-view, we did those like 10 straight unprotected chair shots. And this pay-per-view, he does those two things. I'm like, he is really going to hurt somebody like this. Yeah, it was <laughs> 1999 for the rock and mankind. were just fucking ridiculous. All of these matches are so fucking good though. Yeah, they, they really have been. It's like, it's really brought like, you know, Foley is God. Yeah. He is. Uh, and it, it's really like, op- like 98 wasn't great for Mick Foley. You know, that's that's when he had like the the tag team with Cactus Jack or not Cactus Jack. Chainsaw Charlie. Chainsaw Charlie. Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack. Uh, You know, they they did have the uh, the Hell in a Cell, the first ever Hell in a Cell that year, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, And it but but then there was a lot of dude love stuff as well, which I'd say dude love is probably number three of the three faces of McFoley. Oh, he's fun to watch easily, easily the worst. Yeah, he, he's he's fun to watch at times, but you know he had that like kind of split personality thing where like from from one pay per view to the other pay per view, he, he he was he was one or the other, and now he's like straight up, uh, straight up mankind, and he's just killing it, like, and and that Hell in a Cell was probably the start of it. This is easily the best best time in. Uh... Mick Foley's WWE career was this this yeah. year between like the stuff late in 98 the stuff early in 99 like this is by far his best time frame in WWE yeah uh I think we think we said it but this got 2.5 beers two and a half beers I don't think we, I don't, yeah I don't, I don't think we did actually say it uh I got 2.5 beers and it ended in a double count out so the the title stays on mankind Meaning that some point on Raw between now and WrestleMania, <laughs> Rock's got to take the title back and become a three-time, three-time champ with it, like within still, six months. Still, <laughs> yeah, within six months, within three months, probably. Uh, pro- yeah, maybe six months. Still like pretty fucking green and and new to the company, and he's already a three-time champ. Well, he won it at Survivor Series, and then he walks yeah, into you're, Mania you're, with it. So that's definitely six months gap. Yeah, it's like, about six months. November to April. But like he debuted at Survivor Series the year before that, yeah, ninety eight, right? Ninety seven, ninety seven. Okay, yeah, ninety seven. And then a so year, year later, he wins the title. Yeah, 
and We've and then a year and a half a, a year and a half in a year and a half he's a three-time wwf champion it's because he's the best of all time yeah the boat like natty oh my god <laughs> uh, by the way we got reckoning and retaliation oh Reck- my reckoning was me am oh jesus <laughs> i was like what are you talking about oh we're still on the retribution thing yeah i looked it we, up. we gotta add that to the things that we hated you know it's like jinder mahal's <laughs> title reign retribution the set of the hell in a cell with bray wyatt uh what's the other one we always bring up that was super bad i don't know i think we, we must have forgotten it what, what what have you already said jinder mahal and the hell in a cell match that was terrible well I guess not have been that bad. Yeah. It's been replaced by retribution. Huh. That's embarrassing. Yeah. (laughs) Damn it. Jinder Mahal. Hell in a cell. Jesus. There's always a third one that we bring up. Yeah. Otis. Was it Otis winning? Uh, (laughs) I would say that's one of my least favorites, but I'm. (laughs) I might be alone in that one. Yeah. Okay. I guess we're moving on. Moving right along to the main event. Yeah. Uh, which was <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> this when you when we got to the main event, we had something like thirty-five minutes left of of the pay-per-view. And how long did you say the actual match was? Uh seven minutes and fifty something seconds, something like that. It was eight minutes. Yeah, it was an eight-minute match, and we had like thirty-five minutes left of the pay-per-view, and the match, like the pay-per-view, ended right after the match ended, which meant we had over twenty minutes of just bullshit outside of the ring. It was uh, they were trying to recreate the the scene at the last pay-per-view we watched, which was the Royal Rumble, where uh, you know they go up through the crowd and they're duking it out in the crowd. And all all the while, they're supposed to be having a match inside of uh, inside of this steel cage, which I actually really enjoyed getting to watch them put together the steel cage. Oh yeah, that was a cool open. And they they were like talking about the match, and instead we were watching them put together the old school style cages. Yeah, I really like because like right now we d- we watch the 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 sides of the cage fold down, which is which is still kind of cool, but it happens in thirty seconds. Where this yeah. this one, like as they were introducing the match, we watched the ring technicians, uh, I guess the ring generals. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, the ring technicians like More to come uh, on that later. Yeah, go and go and put the ring together. That was kind of cool. I liked it. It's not the same at all as the modern cages. No, it took like ten people lifting a giant panel of the ring of the cage up into place while one guy on like the ring ropes super dangerous by the way this guy had like no fall protection and uh he was just like climbing <laughs> on the ring ropes with a giant metal bar like <laughs> trying to like what are you gonna took this metal this giant metal steel cage half or side and like put it in place and i was like dude that guy's gonna fall and he's gonna get hurt what are you gonna call osho <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i'll call osho on these requirements yeah uh yeah, and then uh, Mr. McMahon comes down, and uh, eventually, Mr. Mc or Stone Cold Steve Austin also enters and comes down, and in that, uh, after that, Mr. McMahon would not let Stone Cold into the ring 
into the cage. He just keeps on swatting at him. And then Stone Cold tries to climb into the cage. And he and Vince McMahon climbs into the cage and, and hits his hands. He says, no, this is my cage. Don't come in here. My and, cage. Uh, it's not for you. And then uh, Stone Cold's like, I really want to come in here. We're supposed to have a match. Mr. McMahon says, no. And then he goes over to the door again. And uh, Mr. McMahon meets him at the door and holding the door closed. And he's like, all right, I'll climb the side again. And it just goes back and forth that way. And eventually, uh, what? how does he even get Mr. McMahon out of the cage? I don't remember. Oh, they like they were going back and forth. And at one point, he finally gets his hands on him. And they like pull each other. And they like, or like Stone Cold like pulled him in the ring or something. It was a, uh, it was one of those they were like trying to like, one was trying to get in and one was trying to get out. And Stone Cold got his hands on him. Yeah, no, but I, like eventually Mr. McMahon just willingly leaves the cage because he's upset about something Stone Cold's doing. And that's how they both end up outside of the ring. And once they're outside of the ring, they start going up into the crowd, right? And and just like duking it out in the crowd. And then they do that for a long time. And then there's a table spot. And then finally... Oh, the grossest table spot. McMahon bounced off the side of the table and then it like broke underneath his weight. It hit like yeah. the edge and it was gross. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And then oh, he finally... carted out of the arena on a stretcher. Oh, yeah. And then Stone Cold goes and grabs the stretcher and throws him yeah. while he's on the stretcher. Because he's got to beat Mr. McMahon because of his own agreement that he made. Like, Shawn Michaels already said that he had the match at Mania, and he made his own agreement that he was going to beat everybody in the in the corporation to get a match at Mania. So in order to keep his, uh, his promise, he goes and tears Mr. McMahon off the stretcher, tears him into the ring, and the match finally starts 20-something minutes later. It was a, it was a really entertaining 20 minutes before... Uh, a pretty slow eight minute match. There was there was McMahon bleeding. There was yeah, he, the he big table break. Open. Um, but um, the, the real big moment of the match came near the very end. Yeah, there was a really big show showing at the end of the match. Who, who was the that monster? Show? The monster. Is that what they called him in WCW? The giant. The giant. That's what it was. Yeah, the giant. Paul White shows up. The uh. I think the second turncoat to turn to WWF. Yeah, this is we're about to start getting into the time frame where like anyone yeah. can show up at any time from either show and contracts are ending oh. and people are just showing up on the other show the next day and like I think he might be the third that 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 they've actually said came from WCW because they've announced that that Paul Gill, oh, <laughs> Dwayne Gill, well Dwayne Gill, Blue Meanie, and uh, now Big Show. There might be more that that it just went under the radar, but those are the three that I can remember since our our retro beer ratings have have gotten into this. this they called uh, Blue Meanie an ECW reject. Was he in WCW or was he? Oh in yeah, I guess you're right. He might have just been ECW. So maybe it's just Dwayne Gill and and uh, Paul and White. Paul White so far. The Big Show. I bet I bet Paul White likes to say that he was one of the first people that comes over, and Dwayne Gill just is okay with it. But uh, but we know, we know. You can't lie to us, Big Show. We know who was first. Yeah. Maybe this is exactly what's about to happen in wrestling today. Because, like, remember that there's tons of people who've gone the other way at this point. You know, like the Bret yeah. Hart's, the Psycho Sids. There's so many yeah. that have gone from WWE. Scott Hall and 
Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. Yep, there's so many of them. And it's just like WWE right now. So many people have flocked to to AEW. Well, that's not really what we want because we still like AEW. I mean, I'm not saying it's a good thing or a negative thing, but wouldn't it be great if like all these surprises that happen all the time in WWE happen both ways? Yeah. Yeah, it would be awesome. Like, what if just random surprises showed up on SmackDown or Raw every week and it wasn't Ludwig Kaiser? It was, uh, I don't know, some AW pillar or something. I mean, hold on. That's, that, that's, not, uh, that's not really fair because we, we actually do like Ludwig Kaiser. Yeah, I'm just saying it was really a, not it's a great just, surprise, we, you know? I want, like, yeah. a big WWE shocker on a Monday night raw. Yeah. Fucking Sammy Guevara, MJF. Like, yeah. Imagine the pop. If like an MJF showed up on raw, that's what WCW and WWE on Monday night war was like, you know, we really might, you turn it on and you get like unprecedented time. It's going to be just like that. I hope I I really do. But We should delete social media. Get. Yeah. Sean Ross Apple ruin them all. Get rid of Twitter. We should really do all that because. God damn it. Will ruin every single one of these. Yeah, we might be in an unprecedented time in wrestling history, but it'll probably be all ruined for us. I don't know. Sammy Samoa Joe showing up on Ring of Honor was shocking. You know, and Mm -hmm. no one no one ruined that. Yeah, that's true. I, I just don't know WWE will be able to find someone who they, you know, will they be able to do the same thing? Keep it so quiet they couldn't that no one will ruin it ahead of time. I mean, they Cody definitely was, didn't do with Cody, but yeah. Cody was is one of the bigger names in wrestling. He was the face of AEW. He was he's wow. I'm still fucking in shock right now. Like Cody Rhodes being at the first press conference, being like, I worked with Tony Khan and now we're starting a wrestle co- wrestling company. I'm I'm still in shock. <laughs> and he said it at the on Monday Night Raw. It's the one thing he's always wanted to do. He couldn't do over there, so he's got to do it here. So here he is again. Yeah, it was a, it was an easy decision. He said. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Uh, Stone Cold ended up winning this match. Oh yeah, back we to got the match. Mr. McMahon was uh, pretty beaten down through throughout the entirety of this, and uh, as we talked about, Paul White debuted. And we had a Spanish announcing table break, so this this match ended up getting 4.25 beers for a total of 17.25 beers for the pay per view. 17 and a quarter, a pretty good yeah. in your house. You know, some of these in your houses have been pretty bad when it comes to beer rating. 17 and a quarter is not terrible. Yeah, I mean, they had to go out in a bang. You know, it's the last in your house, so uh, yeah, might as well go out in a bang. I actually read about this that it wasn't supposed to be the last in your house. That the first one after Mania this year uh, in '99 was backlash and it was supposed to be backlash in your house but after they announced it as backlash in your house they changed it to just backlash after it had already been announced huh yeah interesting it's kind of just an abrupt like let's stop calling them in your houses let's just call them backlash and bad blood and vengeance and all these other one word or two word names that we judgment day yeah we're about to get that time no mercy Yep, that's one of the ones we're about to get. Yeah, cool. Pretty good. Pretty good in your house here. Yeah. Shall we get into uh, the the Monday or the uh, Friday night SmackDown here? That. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I think we we can really breeze through this because I kind of ruined most of 
week? Most of it was uh, talked about last week. Uh, initial reactions on uh, some of these name changes, Joe? Any any positive or negatives? Uh, negatives. <laughs> Still mad about Gunther. Even Gunther uh, said, like, if I had been named Gunther and changed to Walter, y'all would be still mad. So, like, yeah, no, no. And we, we've said that, too. There's no reason for me to be mad. It's just a stupid, like, it's not a better or worse name. It's just. Why change names? The one I'm what? most upset about was the Raquel Gonzalez one. Like, why change her real name for a copyrighted, super generic, racist, almost yeah, it's it's because they could copyright it. It was because if she makes her name on the main roster, she'll make it as Raquel Rodriguez, and if she has to leave, she can't use that name anymore. It's I think that's I think stupid. at the root of it, that's all the all like all the name change reasons. Like NXT was pretty cool for a long time about letting people use their real names, and now they're being moved up to the main roster, and they're like, "This is our copyright. This is if you make your name." It's going to be under our name that you can't use anywhere else. I mean, that's exactly has, what the internet keeps saying. It's all about, and it makes sense. I mean, WWE likes yeah. to keep their their product, their product. Yeah, but has it ever hurt anyone? Like, they go away. Has is is Miro suffering because he's no longer called Rusev? No, but there is, are uh, there are some people that like their real name that they like to keep themselves. They do use that when they leave, and when they do use that, I mean. Now they're getting recognition. Like, I mean, Cody Rhodes is a great example. They let him use his real name originally, and he he benefited from that name. So, well, yeah, I mean, well, that was a whole fucked up story because they wouldn't let him use the Rhodes name for a long time because they had the copyright on it. So he had to walk in with he had to go to the ring as Cody and Brandy Rhodes. Cody and Brandy Rhodes. Yeah, he, he was not allowed to use the Rhodes name for no, years. It's just ridiculous. Well, it's because it's not his real name. It's a, his real name yeah. is Runnels. Yeah, yeah. So so his copyrighted name was Rhodes, and now he owns the copyright on it. But, now he's Cody Rhodes again. Yeah. Would have never been a problem if he just would have come back. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, so uh, just, to, just to recap, we talked about... Uh, we talked about Ronda Rousey last week, right? Uh, I don't yeah, even... she's getting an I Quit match at uh, Backlash. I think it's going to be the main event. Yeah, we uh, we saw the Butch's in-ring debut. Oh, that was a good was match. A... Yeah, it was an all right match. They let Butch like, have a real match. I mean, it went on for more than like four minutes. You know, it was like a, a good 10-minute segment. And he looked competitive in the match against Xavier Woods. What do you uh, what do you think about the new the new name for Xavier Woods doing a small package? What is it called? The Backwoods. Oh my god. I will say, do you think that there's some like what do you think is going on with Butch here? Because at the end of the match, he like attacked his own team. Yeah. Yeah. He uh I don't know. Hopefully he's like quick split. Keep keep the name Butch out of your mouth. <laughs> and he's and he's like, my name is Pete Dunn. <laughs> I really hope. I, I can only maintain so much hope in this company, though. Yeah, it, it really seemed like he was really pissed off with both of them. And I'm good. Uh, Michael Cole said he was pouting like a child. So shut up, Michael. Shut Let's up, split Michael. happen. 
Shut up, Michael. Yeah, I know I, the rules of a triple threat. Yeah, I would like to see that happen. I would like to see Butch leave, leave, uh, whatever they call them, Fight Night. Fight Night, which is a terrible name. <laughs> so bad. That's like an that's AEW bad. That's AEW faction bad right there. That's Blackpool <laughs> Combat Club bad. <laughs> yeah, Walter didn't like it either. Yeah, well, shut up, Walter. She's mad because, or he's mad because Raven is existing, not even near him. Yeah, just, I never really noticed that uh, they disliked each other so much. So I went over to your to a yeah. place and Walter. No, Raven. Raven loves him. Walter's just an asshole, <laughs> but he is like five pounds, and she is seventy-five pounds. So it's understandable. He's scared. Um, what else? Uh, Happy Corbin and Madcap broke up. Oh, Joe's gone. Yeah, no, I'm still here. Oh, never mind. He's still there. Yep, you're Happy, gone now. Happy Corbin and Madcap broke up. All right, so. Uh, as Chad just said, uh, Happy Corbin and Madcap broke up. Sorry, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties now. Uh, saw it coming from a couple mi- couple miles away, not just one mile. I'm not gonna say I, I you know, I, I predicted this back in August, like <laughs> someone would say, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, cu- saw it coming from miles away. Uh, that's what I was saying last week. Is we're probably gonna see a program with them, which is why I don't think that Madcap and and Drew McIntyre are going to have that rematch at Backlash. But I'm okay with this. I actually think that these two are going to put on a hell of a match uh, by themselves. I'm, I'm pretty excited for the, the possibility here. Could you imagine if they did an Andre the Giant Battle Royal winner actually being like the next big thing, like they said at WrestleMania 31 it was supposed to be? Yeah, before it like went to like bumfuck nobodies for the most part after that. Is that when Antonio Cesaro won? Was uh, WrestleMania 31? The first one went to Cesaro, right? And the second one went to Baron Corbin. Yeah. Matt Hardy. Braun oh. Strowman won one. Yeah. Matt Hardy's won one. Rick Moss has won one. Didn't Mojo Raleigh win one? Yeah, he won at 33. Oh, with the help of uh, what's his nuts? Gronk. God damn it, Gronk. Back when he got signed for like five minutes to be a superstar, and then uh, that was before he had even been signed. That was before he. Uh, that was before he uh, retired from from the Patriots. I think at thirty three. Before he came back with uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, the Bucks. it was before he before he retired, which definitely means it's before he unretired and went to the Bucks. That's a good point. It might have been the year he retired, actually, but yeah, he hadn't. He didn't sign with WWE. Until he was the host of WWE. Oh, fuck. God damn it. Yeah, I forgot he was the host of WrestleMania. Yeah. Or, yeah, sorry, the host of WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, cool. We are we're getting on a tangent. We've been going. Um, that Lacey Evans promo was weird. Yeah, I kind of like the gimmick change, though, honestly. Like, the it was pretty heartfelt. It was, like, real. Yeah. I don't know how to take I, it, but I, I'm hoping that it... it is something good yeah so the, the the only thing is like uh i saw i think they were trying to like sell her as like the i fought so hard i'm a single mom but i think the dad is in the picture the dad is in the picture yeah but like she so, went through like her childhood as like a as a, a oh, child yeah. of a single parent that and was like the kinda, bulk of it they've kind of touched on that like like when they were thinking about turning her face in the past 
like back when she was a Southern, the whatever Southern Belle, the fa- this fancy, the bougie, the whatever it was. Southern Belle. They yeah. Kind of, yeah. They kind of, they kind of talked about it. Um, but I think that she's actually going to be doing the face turn now. Yeah. They're not just flirting with the idea. Um, but yeah, cool. And then, uh, we had a debut or, uh, Gunther showed up with Lud- Ludwig Kaiser, which we already talked about at the expense of, it was Sami Zayn, right? Yeah, it was, no, it was, uh, at the expense of a fucking jobber. Sami oh, yeah, Zayn went some, to a, yeah. a count out with Drew. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 Yeah, uh, they did have Walter Chance the whole time, uh, and then Pat McAfee called them Gunther Chance on yeah. commentary. Yeah. And I guess just to close this out, we uh, I ruined it last week, but uh, looks like Shinsuke Nakamura is in the title picture, which is the first time since I think his feud with AJ Styles at 34, <laughs> which is awesome. I think it'll be a one-off, but I mean, I'm glad we're giving somebody like that a one-off. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it'll be really good because Shinsuke is awesome. I think a smaller guy like Shinsuke can really bring it out of Roman. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Anyway. Yeah, so hopefully we get a we get a good match out of that. Apparently, Brock Lesnar's been removed from the inter like the uh, the the advertisements for Backlash. So I guess we'll probably see that at Backlash. Yeah, I'm hoping that's uh we do backlash there. We get Drew in like some small segment, and then we proceed with the uh, a few months of Drew and Roman here. Nice. All right, so that should just about wrap out SmackDown. Uh, getting right into Rampage. Uh, started off with a pretty good match, especially if you consider that QT Marshall was half the people in this match. Uh, it was QT Marshall versus Swerve. Strickland. That wasn't the first match. Um. Okay. That was the second match. And start getting right into it. Starting <laughs> with the second match. Uh. Yeah. Sorry about that. I uh. I fucked that one up. My notes must be out out of order, or I just didn't think anything of the first match. But I, I think that one was pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. Danielson versus Trent opened the show. Yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> so to say. Yeah. It's like what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. QT Marshall for. Yeah, sorry that. So starting the show, Trent, Ber- Trent Beretta and Daniel Bryanson, Brian Danielson. God damn it! Uh, <laughs> you do it. Started every time. it off. I do. I really do. Uh, and uh, if you guys hadn't already predicted it, Bryanson's friend Danielson uh, by getting the label lock. I hate myself or the yes lock, if you will. Um. And it was good. I mean, I think everything that we're going to be seeing with the Blackpool Combat Club is going to be really good. I mean, I like except the storyline. I just hate the name. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. I, I think that everything they're doing is great except the name. But I, but we're dealing with Gunther right now, and we still like him. So I mean, I won't get mad at someone about a name. I'll hate the name, but I'll like the person, Braun Steiner. Yeah, Braun Breaker, you mean? Braun Steiner. I don't. I won't say that. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah, really well wrestled match. I I think both these guys are really good. And yep. What's your honest opinion on Trent? Like, best friends as a faction. I know you I don't like factions in general. I think they're clearly breaking up the best friends here. 
Yeah, I don't I, I don't really like them as a faction. Like I, I think that I think that they're kind of hold they hold people back because they they were that comedic co- team, and now they don't necessarily want to be the comedic team if they want to get pushed. So, I think they are going to break them up. I think like it was Trent that was trying to keep them together, right? It's Chuck that's trying to keep them together, and Trent's the one that was like in that backstage segment, like, "No, fuck Wheeler, you to that guy yeah. abandoned us." And Chuck was like, "No, guys, we're all still friends." And Orange Cassidy yeah. just stood there. Yeah. Like Orange Cassie will do. So, yeah, well, I guess we'll see what happens with that. Uh, definitely going to be more fallout from Best Friends and Wheeler Yuta specifically. Oh, yeah. But now, uh, I guess we were already talking about a QT Marshall and Swerve Strickland. Uh, Swerve's great in the ring. We've known it since uh, six months ago when he was in WWE. <laughs> uh, I could have told you in August he was really good. Yeah. <laughs> I could have told you in like August that he was a good wrestler, guys. Uh, yeah, really excited to have him here still. Uh, he but, was the uh, or QT Marshall was the Chris Jericho Sports Entertainer of the week, and they did this weird like video package about that before the match. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess I uh, I might have missed that because I was watching this show on on mute last week. So anything that was said out loud, I uh, I don't know, but anything I was I was watching the match relatively closely, I guess. They uh they have this like short little video package where it's like Chris Jericho and it's like I want to introduce the next person before his match by announcing the sports entertainer of the week, QT Marshall. And I was like, oh my god, you still hate the Jericho Appreciation Society? Yes, I'll more to come on that. Not a okay, fan. Good, good. All right. Um, and then the main event, which was like the biggest newsworthy thing, is there was a great match. Between John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta. Holy and shit, this dis- was good. Yeah, some disgusting pictures to come after. Of uh, did you see that picture with Wheeler Yuta's head bleeding? No, and you could literally see blood spraying from his head. No, what? Yeah, I don't know what they hit, but you could see blood spraying. <laughs> Wheeler Yuta blood spray. Googling it now. Yeah, I mean, so it was just a, it was just a well fought match. It was kind of what we all saw coming a couple weeks ago when Wheeler Yuta tried to shake the hand of uh, John Moxley and and Brian, and I guess uh, I guess also uh, homie William William Regal. William Regal. Uh, yeah, I got it. I eventually got it. Uh, but yeah, this was the match to to keep their feud going. And John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta blood in the ring, and because they blood in the ring now, he's allowed to be in the Blackpool Combat Club. And uh, goddamn, they were they were mean to each other. This they yeah they were beating the absolute shit out of each other. Yeah, this was awesome. This is the only match I've ever been like, goddamn, fucking Wheeler Yuta is really good. Yeah, I think that's what it was supposed to be too. It was. Supposed to be, yeah, Wheeler Yuta's good in the ring. Watch this. Watch what he can do with these other people that are really good in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, so real good. All in all, good dynamo or good uh, other show that they put on Rampage. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll a, move on. It was like a better than average Rampage. You know, usually Rampage, I'm like, ah, oh, that one match was good. I thought there were three good matches on this one. Yeah. It's a good Rampage. Yeah. Speaking of good, uh, Monday Night Raw also happened this week. 
happened on Monday. And the, the show started out with Cody Rhodes again. And it was a good segment. I uh, thought Raw was what we wanted it to be last week, you know? Yeah, exactly. It so was uh it took a week to to give us a WrestleMania worthy raw. Yeah, I do have complaints about this raw, but we'll we'll get to that when it comes. Oh. The first segment was the Miz TV segment with Cody Rhodes and and the Miz and this was this was golden. They acted this like is... they weren't best friends in real life. Like they're really good friends in real life and they they acted like that shit was like they were arch enemies. I'm like that's that's good acting. They're really good friends, so yeah, so so the the major things that came out of this were uh, were the quotes of of Cody Rhodes acting like a professional wrestler, and he says he wants to he wants to go against all the wrestlers in the back. He says, and Miz says, superstars. they're uh, they're superstars. And he says, yeah, and I'm gonna win the belt. And he's like, a belt holds up your pants. That's a title. Which I thought I, I originally I thought title was also one of the band words, and you're actually supposed to call it a championship, but who knows? I just love that, was, that we played and poked at like the the Vince McMahonisms, and and the Miz was like so willing to go out there and just like poke a little bit of fun of like himself and the company, and yeah, like oh man, I, this uh, this segment was awesome. Yeah, it was good, and I think it's a great use of <coughs> a th- like time on a three hour show. Like, give us something entertaining like this. I understand that because you have three hours that you're not gonna ha- always have wrestling going on. Just make it something like this. Don't make it a fucking bachelorette party or a bachelor party that oh, you're going to put the fucking eight month remove WWE or raw woman champion on. Yeah, this it was that was I don't even want to talk about it. that was just terrible. But before the match, did you notice there was a change in the commentary team for this week? Yeah, Corey Graves was out getting married this week. Yeah, he was on his honeymoon. So they he was on uh, his honeymoon in Maui. They decided uh Bring Jerry the King back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I also liked it because Jerry the King Lawler kind of talked shit about Corey Graves. And they're both the heel commentator. So it was yeah. kind of weird. No, it was, it was, it was, it was fun to watch, uh, to listen to Jerry Lawler without all the uh, sexist comments the whole time. Proving he can yeah. do a good job. Yeah. I mean, we we've... We've seen Jerry Lawler in, on commentary more recently. Yeah. Like he was he was the the guy on the show for a while, like a year or two ago, I think. Maybe that was longer ago, but since since WWE's gone PG, he has been the commentator like on on a weekly basis. Yeah. And uh he can do it, but in 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 the 90s he could get away with with uh being a sexist piece of shit. Sexist, racist, homophobic, xenophobic, piece of shit. <laughs> the phobics. <laughs> the group of phobics. Yeah. Uh, I think the word is bigoty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big old bigot. Um, yeah. So I I honestly would not like I, I don't think we're going to see more Miz versus Cody Rhodes in the next couple of weeks. No. We might get a long term feud with them eventually. But I don't think in the next couple of weeks we're going to see it because we're building up towards this uh, long-term feud with Seth Rollins. It was announced that they're going to have a match at WrestleMania Backlash. I have no idea who to pick. I have not a fucking clue who to pick. I'm going to be honest. Unless something really changes, I'll just go with keeping Cody undefeated for a long time. 
But if he's gonna, if he's you're gonna key. win in the title by going to Money in the Bank, doesn't it make sense for him to take like a close loss here? No. Push Seth Rollins just as much as you push Cody, and have him for 50 50 booking. Your I don't favorite know. phrase. Even when there's one person wins every time, 50 50 booking. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, and yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, I guess we'll see. It, Unless something really changes, I'm probably going to go with Cody. Yeah. Just because he's he's the hottest thing in wrestling right now. Yeah. Fact. Uh, Speaking of the hottest thing in wrestling, Veer Mahan debuted on Raw. This sucked. <laughs> if this is what Veer is, which we always knew this was what Veer was going to be, which is the same exact thing he was beforehand, before he before he got drafted and went away for six months. Yeah. It's it sucks. He's. The Great Kali 2.0. He's a little more athletic and more entertaining than that, but he's it's the more, same he's gimmick. He's more athletic, but he doesn't he doesn't have a personality that we see. He just yells a lot. Yeah, it's stupid. It was the same thing we were seeing with, with him when he was with Jinder Mahal and Shanky. Shanky. And yet they built it up for fucking six months. Only for him to squash somebody that we just watched have a great match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Like yeah. literal squash. By the way, that's not the first time I'm going to make the great Kali reference tonight. Stay tuned. Almost. No. Oh. I mean, that's also fair, but. Okay, we'll see. Uh, I'm not really sure. And it's, it might not actually. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see your opinion on it. Uh, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> uh, if if this is how they continue to book Veer, Veer is going to go the way that of retribution. He's just going to become a jobber. Yeah, I hope I hope it turns out better. Where was Ray? I don't know. He was the one who was I, supposed to have the match in the first place. Yeah, I read that this might have been their way of writing uh, Dominic off TV for a while. Huh? Why? So he can go get better. Hopefully, I don't know. Uh, there was a good matchup next for a little bit of time, a very little bit of time. Which one uh, is this? Oh, and then it ended. Just totally ran. It wasn't an end of a match. It was just. Lights went out. Damian Priest looked up into the sky. AJ Styles had disappeared. And we went to commercial. I was no so one, confused and upset. No one even talked about it. It was the, the, there was it was an AJ Styles versus Damian Priest match. It was a good and match. This, it, yeah. And this thing that I talk I've been talking about for months, his Damian side seems to have fully taken over at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and it can make wrestlers disappear. You called this shit in August, man. Yeah. <laughs> I could have called this in August. Yeah. Uh, like it was bad. It was so bad. Yeah. It, it was it was a trash way to end though. It was turning into a really entertaining match. Yeah. Cause they can put on good matches together. Like those, like I think both these these guys, these indie trained guys, can put on great matches. So when you put them against each other, it's gonna be great. Uh-huh. And for whatever reason, WWE decided to shine a purple spotlight at him and make it and make him do the magic trick of making uh, a phenomenal one disappear. All while like doing some weird thing where his eyes looked fucking weird in the purple spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know what I was watching. It was almost like they forgot to explain something. They showed a replay of it later and still didn't really explain what happened. Yeah. Oh, WWE. 
you give us a good raw and you still have moments like this yeah because it's raw you gotta have moments like this it's three hours long uh miz and cody rhodes just showed that they're both workhorses nothing phenomenal about this match but good. Or should i say nothing awesome about this match oh uh i thought it was good though yeah it was a good match it, there was as i said it was they're both workhorses and they're like both great in the ring and they they worked well together yeah so probably helps with their friends in real life yeah as, as you've said three times already <laughs> so i told you that they're <laughs> friends no uh you had you forgot to mention it yeah uh, other than that as we talked about uh, we're going to continue setting up for this Rollins versus Cody Rhodes too. Yep. Which will be a banger. Yep. Uh, hate the almost Bobby Lashley VIP lounge stuff. I, or... I have an interesting opinion on this one. Okay, go ahead. I think putting MVP with almost is the perfect move. I think it's almost could be- not talk. I think it's better than just leaving almost by himself. Yeah. For so... almost. But I don't want good things for almost. I kind of just want almost to go. I don't. But if care we're gonna get force fed it, why not force feed it the best it can be? And the best it can be is easily with MVP, who can talk as good as good as anyone can, as a spokesperson. Yeah. We've been asking for a spokesperson for almost for so long, and Bobby yeah. Lashley's getting better on the mic. So take him, take him, flip him over. You build a feud. I didn't hate this. I just don't want the feud to be almost in Bobby Lashley. You got to do at least one more match and then call it. Yeah. So I read that Bob. I think it said Bobby Lashley is the number one baby face on raw with Cody as a close number two. Yeah. I saw and the same as, post. And if you're going to put Bobby as the number one baby face on, on, on raw right now, that would mean that almost is the number one heel. And I don't think he's the number, number one, anything. Not necessarily. You don't have to have the number one versus the number one. You can have rivalry between one and two, three, two and We're three. talking feud after WrestleMania, though. Yeah, but Cody that's, Rhodes that's versus Seth Rollins deal. is two versus one. Seth Rollins is easily number one heel. Yeah. But I don't think almost is number two. I don't think he's number three. I don't think he's number four. He's like way down on the list for me. He needs to be in NXT. He needs to be on NXT level up, man. And he needs to be facing off against Vaughn Wagner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of NXT Level Up, did you see who debuted on Level Up this past Friday? Roxanne. Roxanne. Roxy. My girl. Yeah, I, I, I think almost just had that look that that Vince McMahon likes, and apparently Tony Khan likes too. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's just that that look that Tony, that Vince McMahon likes, and he was just pulled up way too quickly. I think Veer is the exact same way. Is that we haven't, they haven't worked their way. Like they're not wrestlers primarily. They were basketball players in the case of almost or not even a good one. No, but he was a basketball player and he got signed because he was a huge basketball player. He played college ball and he got signed because of that. And then he got brought to ready, ready for the secret. Number four, he got signed to raw underground. Oh, with Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> no, God, that was terrible. Yeah, he got brought to Raw Underground, and then that went away. Thank God, after only like four weeks, and then they brought him up to tag with or to be the personal bodyguard of AJ Styles, and he's just stuck around for way too long. 
And I don't, I don't care what anyone else says. He's not good. <laughs> Joe's got some very angry opinions. I hate him. And I, it's not even a, his, it's not even his fault. I just think that you can't just have a big man and make him dominant and Raw's doing it times two. And now dynamite's doing it. They're going to keep feeding him to us. You might as well just accept it. I won't accept it. I will not accept this. It's going to be okay, Joe. At least MVP is going to talk to us a lot, which, you know, can never be bad. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. All right. I'm moving on. <laughs> Theory got a name change. We did yeah. another name drop. It's just theory yep. now. Did you hate this? I hated this. Theory sounds stupid. At yeah, least Riddle was like a last name. You know, Shotzi was at least her first name. Theory is just a word. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to skip right to the tag team title picture. Oh, yeah. The, the last two matches of the night. RK Bro had a match against the Alpha Academy, which we saw coming. Uh, this is the fourth match that we've seen of RK Bro versus the Alpha Academy. So, I'll just say that uh, RK Bro won. Yep, good again, but, you know, repetitive. And then the Usos came out, and they were basically saying that they want to be the Raw champs. And that's why the Usos showed up on Monday Night Raw, and they said, we want a match against you, RK-Bro. And RK-Bro was like, nah, fight the Street Profits. And then we had a pretty good match. Yeah, but I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a good match, but unfortunately the Street Profits lost, which means that the Street Profits are probably not in the title picture anymore. Yeah, you were easily getting uh, Usos versus RK Bro match, probably at WrestleMania Backlash. And what I'm really hoping is that RKO picks up the win and uh, it ends this whole bringing together of the whole of the tag team titles because I don't want to see title unification there because I, I really think that the brand split is the right choice. I don't want to see an end of it. What do you think? I'm the same way. I, I really don't want a brand split to end. I, I like having two tag team champions. I like having two women's titles. Uh, I, I'm really excited, hopefully, to watch Cody Rhodes or whoever take one of the belts off Roman, if not both. Like, I I, I think it's a good idea to keep the brand split. Um, the, the roster is smaller, but I do think it prevent it presents more opportunities. We'll have a brand split for, for more people to shine. <clears throat> because you have independent stories on both shows. You don't mix the, yeah. the shows. Yeah. So it's not, it doesn't just become a, it was like SmackDown doesn't become a raw light or vice versa. Yeah. And I don't think you really can do a, uh, like not have a brand split because goddamn, it's on two different fucking networks. Like those two yeah. networks don't get along that well that they'd just be okay with no not having exclusive stars. So I don't think this whole uni- universal unified universal undisputed championship thing could last very long and i definitely don't think they're gonna have uh a unified tag team title holder yeah i think if they do this the rk bro is easily gonna win this match Uh, it'll tell you immediately if there's a brand split when they announce the match though if it's a unification match or not is it for both titles or just for one yeah we'll know right then yeah yep all right cool Moving on. Moving on to NXT. This was an okay show. Yeah. Uh, just okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was like the Cameron Grimes solo Sokoa match better than expected. Exactly. Um, Glad to see Trick night. and Carmelo are still here, though. They got involved. Glad to see they're still on NXT. Yeah. 
Uh, I guess quote of the night is uh, quotes of the night. Uh, Grimes telling Sokoa that his bloodline can kiss his grits. Yeah, that was great. Good. Um, yeah, I mean, both of them have like have a solid like base level of knowledge in the ring. Um, where Solo Sokoa is is that I'm just gonna say it bloodline uh, style of wrestling. That Samoan style of wrestling that we've become so accustomed to since Unagi, <laughs> the Samoan, the Wild Umaga. Samoans, Omaga, yeah, sorry, <laughs> Unagi, uh, yeah, the Wild Samoans. Like we've just become accustomed. I don't know what I was saying. We've just become accustomed to that kind of of wrestling from these these Samoan this this dynasty, uh, and I think Solo Sokoa has that as well. Uh, so we know that, and then Cameron Grimes, who's trained by the fucking Hardys, like, yeah, like they both have a good style and good base level of knowledge in the ring. So these two putting on a match can't be bad, right? No way, can't be bad. It was, it was, it was better than I. I didn't have high expectations. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Yeah, um, it was better than most of the matches on the night, except for one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate the Joe Gacy storyline right now. Oh, I had a feeling you were going to say that. It's a weird turn. They always, they're trying to show you that he's like this good, like he's doing it for good or trying to make peace. And it was like underhanded or whatever. And now it's just like in your face that he's like a evil villain, like kidnaps people and steals their shit, puts on fiery rings. It, It was weird. I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't either. It's I almost hated it as much as Von Wagner beating Ikemenjiro. Whatever. I wasn't gonna bring that match up. I swear from there to uh to Mandy Rose and Dakota Kai just to say that Mandy Rose Sup. Sup. Dakota Kai. Sup. Uh eh. I'm a I'm a fan. I was a I was more of a fan before she turned heel, where it was just she was like kind of girl next door. Do you think Whatever. Wendy Chu's getting a title shot? When? I don't Tag know, but like, what what kind of title? Mandy, because she like got involved in this match and like she was there, and afterwards she like super soakered the whole group of them. I was like, is Wendy Chu the next number one contender? I didn't even think about that. She's she's a comedic role. I didn't really expect to see her go up for the main title. I read some stuff that said that they were really happy with her performance as that crazy. Uh, whatever her thing was with Zia Lee backstage, uh, Zion Quinn or something. No, Zion no. Quinn's that dude who won the match before oh, the main yeah. event. Yeah, you're right. It was uh, like Shangong. Oh, you no. racist fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not what I meant. No, it's like <laughs> Zia Lee, Boa, and her were all in that group that started with an S. And I can't remember what it was called. Shinda her? No, that was Shanky. Jesus Christ. That was Shanky and uh, and whoever the guy that was Hudson, Duke Hudson's friend. No. uh, Grayson Waller. What is going on with you right now? I can't think of any name anymore. Shinda her was, yeah, Grayson Waller's friend and and Shanky were in Shinda her. Oh my gosh. All right. I'm going to stop talking. 
So, yeah, because they're so happy with her performance there and they know she's a good worker, they gave her a contract extension next year, and I wouldn't be surprised if she gets a title shot here against Mandy. Um, She's good. Fuck it. It'll work. Yeah, like, I just think she is a comedic role. So, I don't, I, in my <laughs> opinion, it's like the comedic role doesn't go up for the number one contendership if they haven't really had any big matches, and she hasn't. She was in the Dusty Cup and lost. In the in the finals, yeah, I don't know. She had matches when she was dressed in that white and black face paint in that one yeah. group that we can't remember. I don't know, but yeah. Then we had a an NXT debut. Yeah, we did. Not debut. Oh yeah, return because she was in one of the original takeovers. Yeah, she was. She was whenever her husband was was there was in it all the time. Wait, were you talking about Mei Ying? Is that what it was called? Yeah. What was the name of the group? The Mei Ying Classic. Oh, you piece of shit. <laughs> uh, I thought, it was, I didn't think there was a group's name. Yeah, Tian Sha. Tian Sha? Tian Sha was the stable between Xylia, Boa, and Mei Ying. All right, cool. Glad we closed the loop on that one. Yeah, came full circle. Anyway, yeah, Natalia came back. I was, honestly, even though I've never liked Natalia, I was still excited to see it because of what we've seen when other wrestlers come down from, from the main roster onto NXT 2.0. I was excited about it, and then I was disappointed by it. I think it works. I'm, I'm glad she's still the heel. I was more, I've never been a natalia fan but i liked this did you i actually did i i didn't like the initial thing where she was like half crying and like but when she turned and was still heel and like attacked core jade and it was like i'm the big bad coming down from the main card to kick some asses of some xt people i think that fits natalia yeah i'm 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 glad she'll beat up on some of the lower tiers and i'm glad core jade will beat her at the end this will work yeah i i just don't know if it'll be a I don't know. Somehow I think maybe it's just because in my brain, I know it's going to end up with Natalia in the ring screaming, I'm the boat. Yeah. I'm just not looking forward to it because she even called her the best of all time. Cora Jade called her the best of all time. And I was just like, Mm. yeah, I threw Uh, a little in the back of my throat. Yeah. Cora Jade is not a very good actress, by the way, and she should stop trying to be. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not excited yet. It, it did not give me uh, Dolph Ziggler and AJ Styles no, levels of excitement at all. <laughs> Natalia's not Dolph Ziggler and AJ Styles, though. But for what it is, I, I, I think it's good. It will do. It will definitely invigorate some life in the women's division of NXT, which I think it could use. With Raquel Gonzalez gone, who knows what Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray are going to be doing for a while. Wait, didn't Natalia get set up for a match against some no-name? Fallon Hanley. Next- no, the other one, the other brunette that's been trying to get into a, the one that's been trying to get into Diamond Mine. I don't know. I don't remember her name, but that's the one she's facing. Let's move on to the main event. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I fucking love gauntlet matches, and WWE has been killing it every time they do a gauntlet match. And this one was so good. Yeah, d- yeah, it was. Uh... 
it was the Creed brothers just basically running the show for the entirety of the match, which, which was uh, obvious. Yeah, pretty obvious. And as soon as I saw that they were starting the match, I, I knew that the Pretty Reckless was going to be the pretty deadly, pretty reckless, the band. Uh, Taylor Momsen. Yeah, you're right. So. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, sorry. The pretty, the pretty deadly. I knew that they were going to be winning the titles. Yeah. And I was honestly, I don't know. I guess I was a little surprised. They they have a, they are being pushed pretty heavily. They did like a year on NXT UK as the champions and they just were unbeatable over there. So like, huh. I'm not shocked that they got immediately pushed over here. It is a little shocking knowing how much talent they have in the tag team division on NXT that they threw a brand new team in there, but they definitely, it, pretty deadly definitely has the talent to win it and they are perfect heels. Okay. Even though it is, it's kind of crazy that in 2022, your heel vibe can just be that kind of like, I don't want to call it like the gay vibe, bit, like a little bit feminine, well, the feminine vibe can be a heelish tactic or a heelish vibe still, but that's clearly what pretty deadly is. They give off yeah. that feminine vibe that we're better than you. And we dress like feminine and, that still works in wrestling to be a heel team doing that, but 2022 still works, I guess. Kind of shocked, but I like Pretty Deadly. They're going to be good. Uh, Creed Brothers absolutely killed it in this match. They took some really rough bumps and just kept coming back. Yeah, they're good. They're Brutus awesome. And Clutus and <laughs> Brutus and Clutus and Jesus, oh my. Uh, it's, I think it's Magnus and Brutus. Oh, yeah? It might no, be I Julius thought, I, and Caesar. I, I, Julius and Cletus, I think. Uh, it might be uh, Alexander and Cleopatra, but yeah. I, well, Cleopatra's Egyptian. Is she married Alec Anthony, Mark Anthony? Mark Anthony. Yeah, who was Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns. Moving on to <laughs> AEW Dynamite. <laughs> oh my Brutus. Brutus and Julius. It's Brutus and Magnus. Uh, Brutus and Julius Creed, the Creed brothers. It's uh, Consequences Creed and Brutus Creed. Um, AEW Dynamite started off with a banger of a match. Absolute yeah. banger. Penta Obscuro versus CM Punk, two top fivers over in AEW. Banger match. Yeah. Yeah, good good match to start the show. And they just kept going uh, from there when the Jurassic Express Red Dragon match was second on the card. Yeah, good start. It was uh, CM Punk obviously won this match. So now, I guess does does he pass uh does he pass him up on the on the standings now? Well, Pinto score. I thought Pinto was five. I thought CM Punk was five. I thought Pinto was five and CM Punk was four. Thought he was already ahead of him. I don't. Okay, well, there's no way no one um, uh, put him over Penta Oscura. Yep, he's uh, definitely going to be higher on the rankings now. Yeah, so good for him. Uh, I don't know, man. AW pick title picture is kind of weird because uh, MJF would have a lot of work to do, especially after this week, to get to what Dylan's been saying for a long time, which is that. MJF is going to win at the next pay-per-view. 
I think it's going to be more like what I was saying. I think that MJF Warlow is happening at Double or Nothing and that you're going to get somebody else. I think CM Punk uh, at Double or Nothing as the as the as the Hangman Adam Page number one contender. Yeah. I think CM Punk's going to keep riding this like beating yeah, good people loses, right? thing. I think so. I don't think you put the belt on CM Punk. Yeah, I don't think he should be the. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if you put it on him ever. Yeah, I don't know if he ever got, if he got signed to do that. I don't. I just don't know if that's really what he got signed to do. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I personally, I don't think it's the good, the right idea. If it was a, if it was WWE, I would say absolutely CM Punk is getting the world title. But in AEW, I don't. I don't know if he gets the world title ever. They're just more stingy with it, and I think they are using it to build a future. I don't think CM Punk is the kind of guy that's the future. I think he's the the, the here and now while he finishes off uh, a few years of his career. I I just I would be shocked if they put PG Punk as the champion. Yeah, I would too. Uh, right. Other great things that uh... happened on Dynamite. Um, obviously, you said MJF lost uh, to count out. To Sean Dean, and they made a huge deal of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was be, buddy. Oh, sorry, my dog just fell in between a crack, and she was crying, like she was in pain. You don't be a dumbass. She okay? Yeah. She, yeah, she's good. She's back over here now. It's okay, bud. It's okay. Lay down. Lay down. Lay down. Lay down. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so the whole storyline behind this was obviously the Wardlow thing, uh, where Wardlow shows up, and because Wardlow shows up, MJF starts running away, and as he's running away, uh, the ref starts counting him out, and MJF comes back on the microphone. He's like, I'll, get, I'll pay you three times whatever Tony Khan's paying you if you do not count me out right now, and the ref still counts him out, and it's the first countout victory that we've ever seen in, in AEW. After the first disqualification one went the same way between Sean Dean and MGF. So, yeah, (laughs) I kind of like the story, but they're definitely selling Sean Dean's Dawn's as an absolute jobber. Like, uh, you know what the vibe I got was? What? Leo Ruff. Oh, boy. Leon Ruff walked in and won a title. Sean Dean's not winning any titles here. Yeah, he's not winning any titles, but that's that's still the vibe I get. It's like this this jobber who somehow keeps on winning, and it's over MJF, who went, you know might as well be a title, you know. Yeah, that with how protected he's been in the company so far. Yeah, yeah, absolutely wild. I don't know where the I feel like they're just killing MJF's potential championship momentum here with this whole storyline. I think he loses to Wardlow. Yeah, I think he's going to lose to Wardlow, too. And that's going to uh, take him completely out of the title picture. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so MJF at the end of this in a backstage interview says, I've been doing this thing wrong. Uh, now I am going to use my the, the, my the contract that I have him under to book him under whatever match I want. And next week he's going up against the Butcher, which uh, I obviously think Wardlow is going to win. Clearly. Yeah. The butcher doesn't cool. get put over. You have some things to say about uh, Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz versus the JAS, the Jazz. 
I hate this so much. The the Jericho Appreciation Society won this match, um, which sucks. But I, I do agree with Dylan. I think this is building to like a big thing. I've heard there's a rumor that Blood and Guts might come back and they might do this in Blood and Guts instead of waiting till Devil or Nothing. Um, or they might do both. Um, I didn't hear Dylan talking about that because the Double or Nothing's where we're expecting to see the uh, Stadium Stampede. The Stadium Stampede match. And that's kind of where I expect to see Jericho Appreciation well, Society versus the. Remember last year, it was they did Pinnacle versus Inner uh, Circle at Blood and Guts and then Stadium Stampede. Yeah. Yeah. And that w- we we talked about how we were tired of seeing those guys out yeah. face each other. So, yeah. Well, worst case scenario, um, we get Stadium Stampede only at the pay-per-view. Um, Kingston will have to find a couple more people to make that work. Um, it's going to be Guevara. You need to to make it work. I th- Did you notice there was like some words that, that the thing said before Judas started playing? For the no. intro, there was like some words. It was like the Jericho Appreciation Society. And then it was like, then Judas started. And I was like, fuck, you, you're even ruining Judas. Yeah. Everything about this fucking sucks. And then yeah. they won. Which, I mean, I guess push the heels until the, the big match and then let Kingston and Santana and Ortiz win. But Guevara and I'm going to go ahead and say Miro. I don't think Guevara will be there because I think he's going to continue this storyline with uh, Scorpio Sky. But have you, while we're on the topic, Sammy Guevara getting booed and it not showing up on TV. Did you hear about this? Oh, yeah, I, I, I like breezed through the headline, like glanced at it, I guess. Basically, some people that were at Rampage or were at Dynamite last week during the Rampage portion where Sammy Guevara comes out and talks shit with Dan Lambert said that the crowd viciously booed Sammy Guevara because they hate this new storyline. Yeah, it's bad. And then that didn't show up on TV. That was like edited out. Hmm. Tony Khan's Vince McManning the fuck out of this. I think that we're going to see a a dark side of the ring of Tony Khan one day, man. (laughs) (laughs) This thing's going downhill rapidly. Yeah, it's a... Things are looking really bad down here. I'm gonna. I really think we need you to come down, help us out. I, I'm just shocked that Sammy Guevara has become something so hated they, so quickly. Sammy Guevara did it himself, I think, and I. I don't think AEW helped. I think. I honestly think AEW WWE'd him. He got into a relationship in real life, and 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 AEW was like, "Yeah, we need to feature this relationship on on." on the storyline because it was so high profile because, you know, he was engaged and she was married in the past. And they were like, yeah, it's everyone knows about it. So we might as well feature it in the storyline. And when you bring the real life relationship to a, uh, to a face couple there, they were both face. I don't think face couples work in wrestling, man. Not unless they're going up against the heel couple. Yeah, I guess like Seth and Becky worked Seth, when they did Seth that. And- because they had the, yeah. the Baron Lacey Evans thing. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Brie and, Brie and Dan, Brian Daniel or Daniel Bryan. God Brian damn. Daniel. I've, never done, I've never done it that way. Uh, Dan, Daniel Bryan uh, against Miz and Maurice or 
Edge and and yeah. Beth Phoenix against Miz and Maurice, or insert couple here, John Cena and Nikki Bella against Miz and Maurice. Like that works because they're a face couple only to go up against the heel couple. And other than that, they're independent wrestlers. And I think that the, 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 the heel side of it, of the, the, where a couple thing works. Maybe they, uh, maybe after all of these things, we move to Sammy Guevara and take Conti versus like, I don't know, Adam Cole, Britt Baker, and maybe it'll work then. No, I'm, I'm, I don't want to see, I don't want to see couples in AEW, honestly. I'd rather them just be wrestlers like they were before they were couples. Yeah, Sammy Guevara's career could probably use that because, man, if the fans are turning on He was on super this, over, man. He was so over when he beat Cody. When he beat Cody? And then they, they started pushing this thing for And she, like, he hasn't been on screen without her for so long. And I'm like, <sighs> whatever. And he could talk uh, and she can't. And he, like, throws the mic over to her for things. And then it just, like, derails quickly. Yeah. All right, we'll move over, move over to the main event, and then we'll close this thing up. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the main event we had uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Samoa Joe for the Ring of something, Ring of Honor TV, Ring of Honor TV title, TV title. Sorry, I'm new to Ring of Honor. Yeah, I get it. It's all good. Uh, yeah. So for the Ring of Honor TV TV title, and Minoru Suzuki was the champ and uh, we didn't get a repeat of the Suzuki incident, which was good. Huh. Uh, and this, this was so fucking hard hitting, like disgusting. I would hate to be drinking for this match. Yeah. Chops for days. Chops for days. Disgusting. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't really know if I have anything else to say about this match. You didn't finish this match. Did you? I haven't finished it, but who won the match? Samoa Joe won the title. New Ring of Honor TV title on Samoa Joe. Yeah, it was it was a good match. It was it was enjoyable to watch, but it was mostly just like you know both both the style of these guys is just hard hitting, and yeah. that that's what they did to each other. Um, so I liked the match itself. Samoa Joe became the TV champ, and then Jay Lethal and his I guess homeboy came out. Sanjay Dutt, and, first of all, put some respect on Sanjay Dutt's name, dude. Wait, who's Sanjay Dutt? Is the he short, the, the short, the short one, not the big one. Uh, oh. The short one who's been hanging out with Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, who was a former X Division champion and good friends with both Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal. Sanjay but, Dutt, more like Sanjay Butt. Okay, rude. <laughs> put some respect on his name. He was awesome back in TNA, but they brought uh, with them a big buddy. Yeah, something sing. Former. NBA player of for the Dallas Mavericks. He's like seven foot three or something super big. Satnam Singh. Yeah, he's huge. I don't give a shit about this. I thought AEW was above this. <laughs> and who does he I remind really you of? Thought the great Kali. He was not good. I did see the clip of him attacking it Samoa was Joe. So bad. It was he's seven feet three, he's seven foot three. He's uh, he's a big man and, you know, going against smaller people. So obviously he's going to be dominant, even though he's never fucking wrestled a day in his life. God damn it. Really? Are we really doing this? I'm butthurt. You're wow. Over AEW. I'm butthurt over AEW. I'm butthurt over what I thought was supposed to be pure 
wrestling, pure fucking talent, and now we're putting Satnam Singh in the fucking ring. I'm butthurt. It's I, I'm just worried because we talked about it last week, and we're, we're like fucking the they're playing the couple game with with Tay Conti and home homeboy. They're playing the fucking big guy who's better, who's going to beat up the fucking professional fucking wrestlers after never wrestling a day in his life. We're just going down a bad road that a company like AEW can't who's been around for decades and however long WWE has been around can survive that. And AEW is going down the road of that WWE has like people are mad at WWE for and I, I'm just worried. As you should be. Yeah. This was one of their biggest dynamites in a very long time. And they ended it with a fucking nobody seven foot three almost wannabe attacking Son- Samoa Joe. After Samoa a huge fucking win. Joe. Yeah. I'm angry and I'm concerned because I really like AEW. And if this if they're going to pull this bullshit then why like AEW is my escape from WWE. If I'm going to be watching WWE on AEW, why the fuck am I even watching it? I recommend impact then <laughs> start watching impact. It's way better. The, the, the aggravating thing too, is we we're seeing celebrity matches on WWE too, that are absolutely fucking crushing it. And now we're getting some basketball player that like you're a Dallas Mavericks fan and you don't even know this guy's name. I don't like, remember. Yeah, he wasn't very good. He wasn't <laughs> yeah, a very good basketball so, player. <laughs> so the only the only draw is that he's seven seven foot three. <laughs> like, yep. I don't remember uh, starting him starting a game for four years that he was with the team. He was always a backup player who came off the bench for three to five minutes. So yeah, that's that's who this is. I'm so. I'm upset. I'm 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 gonna try and calm myself back down because I'm going to sleep real soon. But <laughs> all right. Do you have, am I wrong about anything? Do no, you feel differently? I, I haven't watched it personally. I've seen clips, but I agree with your concern. Yeah. Unfuck right. yourself, AEW. Unfuck yourself. Yeah. Be careful, Tony. You're not established <laughs> enough. Dave right, Metzler well, will come for you, man. <laughs> well, dude, he's going to give a one star rating to the next Satnam Singh <laughs> match or a negative two. All right. All right, so yeah, that pretty much closes out the show. We're really hoping we have Dylan back last week because he really re- like this week. I realized he really reels us in. We we kind of get off the off the the hook a little bit. Yeah, he he keeps us on on track. Yeah. All right, so if you join us next week, uh, hopefully Dylan's back. We're gonna be giving our beer ratings for WrestleMania 15. We'll be giving our weekly wrestling recaps and. Uh, I think Battle of the Belts is this weekend. So who knows what we'll see for AEW champions when it comes to next week. Yep. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT Wrestle Pod. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. We have been the Drunk Judes, Joe and Chad, and we'll catch you on down the road. Thinking about